With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, Dave. Sorry to catch you in the middle of whatever domestic chore you're doing tonight. (laughs) Anything domestic going on in your house tonight? Uh, I've got to do a bit of tidying up after, but I've made a risotto, which is very nice. Mm. A little little chicken and butternut squash risotto. Really? Just for one? No, she's in the house as well. Okay, good, yeah. I would never make a risotto for one, I was just making sure, yeah. Well, unless you were freezing some of it to have another time. Sure, yeah. Can you rehot? I imagine that's... No, I'm sure you can. I imagine there are lots of single people in their 50s who do just that. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we should rattle on straight away, but I I just... I do love the chat. (laughs) (laughs) I think let's stick on risotto. Well, speaking of food... Me and Paul just had burgers in yeah. uh, the pub. Nice. This was the deal. Were they any good? Well, this was the deal. <laughs> the, uh, the burgers were fine. It was £12.50 for a burger yeah. and, and a pint, which in London is actually quite good. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they charged Paul too much, and then we went to complain, and they weren't having it. <laughs> <laughs> they were really, like acting like we were kicking off over something scandalous. Like being really indignant about the fact that they had charged us too much. <laughs> Even though they weren't saying we didn't charge you too much. They, was, they literally said to me, well, you've started eating it now. Yeah, like we know we got your order wrong, but you're eating it. <laughs> so that's not really a good well, defense. It was amazing. I don't understand. So was there like only specific burgers? There and were you a lot of burgers on the menu and just... The order was misheard. It was... I mean, I still don't fully understand it. (laughs) But But got the refund by... Not with any kind of apology, but basically the change slammed back into my hand. (laughs) It's like nuts. It was really odd. Was that the the same pub that 
We've been in. Uh, I don't think you've been in this pub. It's a big part of mine and Paul's life now, but I don't think you've been in it. Okay. Listen, well. we've, we've got to get on with things. And, um, <laughs> the, the only thing that can has really cheered me up, actually, going through this whole beer, burger fiasco, is I just found a very touching message that we got from a, a NASA listener. Um, he posted it in, actually, which was really sweet. And it says that the no, Newcastle, no. yeah, it says that the Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Oh, yeah, it says bet five pound, get twenty pounds. If you deposit, this is the second paragraph. If you deposit five pounds, Labrook will add another twenty pounds to your account. You can get this offer by following the link at bet.newcastlepodcast.com. Oh, that's a really nice message. It's a really touching oh, that's message. That's a really lovely... Yeah, it's a yeah, lovely it's, message, yeah. It's signed by Ladbrokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I always think pods are quite shit when we're doing well. We've won, <laughs> we've won three games in a row, Dave. I know. You're Don't right. worry, we'll find everything's, something to bemoan. You're right, everything's brilliant. Isn't yeah. it good? We've won three games in a row. We haven't won three games in a row since, like, Diana died. It was since 1951. Not since Pardew, it's, I think. Yeah, it's since 2014 was the last time we won yeah. three games in a row. And... And... Go on. I was going to say that uh, this... The, the start that we've had this season, no team has racked up nine points from their first five games of the season has ever been relegated in the Premier League era. Good stat. Yeah. There's always precedence. I mean, no one thought Trump would get elected. Carry on. <laughs> um, it's the best uh, best start to a, a season by a newly promoted side in, like, more than a decade. Really? So, wow. yeah. Because we've got, I mean, we've got nine points from a possible 15. It's pretty fucking good, lads. It does yeah. feel very sudden. Suddenly, without anyone really noticing. Oh, hang on. We've won three games in a row. We're well, we've had We've had quite a good run of fixtures, really. Mm. I mean, not to take anything away from it. Like, kind run of fixtures. Yeah. We have. We've had a pretty... Uh, but I was I was chatting nice to a mate about start to the season. I was chatting to a mate about this, and the games that we've got the points from, like uh, West Ham, Swansea, and Stoke, and the fact that they were home or away for whatever fixture, these are the results that we like absolutely need to get um, whenever they happen in the season. So that we're getting them so early means that. I mean, I reckon we need like nine wins from the next thirty-three games to cement us in the in the top flight. We, you know, we only need like thirty-one points, and we're on forty. And most teams are getting relegated these these these, these seasons with like thirty-six. So nine more wins, and we should be safe. But but right now it's all about holding on to that Champions League place. Yeah. Surely <laughs> that's what yeah. it's about. Fourth and get rid of Ashley. If you look at, uh, at what we've had this season, actually, really, I mean, our first game was against Spurs and uh, we were very unlucky on that game because Shelby got sent off, not unluckily, but, you know, yeah. Shelby mm. fucked us over in that game and we had 
a couple of injuries and it was against Spurs. And then so yeah. the only real like bad period was our loss to Huddersfield and then losing to Forest in the Cup. But, yeah, um, and nobody really cares about losing in the cup when the league form's doing okay. And Huddersfield have looked a lot better than people expected. And it was their first Premier League home game, so the atmosphere was insane. Everything's great. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the actual game on Saturday, the Stoke game. Uh, mm. Did you get to watch it, Dave? Um, yeah, through the uh, through the link that you tweeted on the Newcastle Natter account. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I know it's... I, perhaps I won't name them because you know what they did was illegal but it was a brilliant stream Mm. it really was yeah and uh, and a brilliant performance I thought Paul yeah it was I was expecting us to be really cagey and defensive and maybe get one or two chances and that would be the only way we'd win the game but we was so dominant, especially first half. We could have conceivably gone in 4 0 up and it wouldn't have been an unfair reflection. They had a couple of little periods in the game, Stoke did. I thought it was quite yeah. a, I thought it was quite a good game. Yeah. It was entertaining, which again I don't think we were expecting. You look at the way Stoke normally play and the way we play, it's two fairly counter attacking teams. Mm. But yeah, we were good I mean, to watch. It wasn't just an efficient perform like it was pretty inefficient if you look at the the massive chances we missed. That's true. I mean, we didn't... It was something I was worried about in the game before. We weren't very clinical, but I don't want to focus on negatives yeah. just yet. But I think that's kind of a positive because I never envisaged this season we'd have games where we'd miss sort of four good chances and still win. Yeah, and still look good for the win as well. Yeah. It was another game where we, we didn't have a lot of possession... Um, we had less than than Stoke, but in watching that, I only know that because I've looked at the stats after the event. Because during the game, it certainly didn't it didn't look like we were camped in our own in our own half or anything like that. It certainly looked like we were the dominant team and the the, the team creating the most like quality opportunities. Um, but yeah, Stoke Stoke only had forty. Uh, Stoke, sorry, Stoke had fifty-seven percent possession, which is, it seems to be like a, a, a standard for us to just let them have the ball in areas that we find comfortable dealing with. Um, one thing they did do was target Mbemba at the left back position, but I thought he had a really good game. Yeah, it's really nice to see him coming into it and looking like he's going to stick around. Because I think mm. during the last transfer window, it looked like he probably wasn't trusted. But I think because he was left out so much last season because Rafa clearly didn't trust him. The fact he's been brought back in straight away after Gamez had quite a good game makes you think yeah. that he's probably got a future for us. Suddenly, so I mean, I would... let's, let's talk about the defence. Suddenly, it looks like um, we've, we're very well organised. And... Yeah. Um, I, you know, I've had my issues with some of our defenders, but I, th- I think we look like we've, even though we haven't, Lejeune is injured, so mm-hmm. effectively we don't have any new personnel in the defence. Was Lejeune but, not on the bench for this game though? He was. He's he was available, but as a, effectively, and who's actually playing? Mm. We don't have any new personnel in our defence. 
but I think that they look better than they did at the end of last season. Yeah. So yeah, maybe over time uh, they're learning the system. I think as well, it's they seem really well drilled. They're not the pressure in the championship was that everybody had to sort of be able to create chances and go forward because teams would just sit off us. The onus would be on us to break them down. And maybe there were concentration issues for the defenders as well. And we'll just go for a quick break now. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Welcome back. Lascelles, once again. I mean, he's Mm. winning plaudits all over. He's our top scorer for the season. (laughs) (laughs) Two goals. The only person with more than one goal. He scored four goals. I made a choice between putting Kieran Clark and and Lascelles in my fantasy team. It's an odd one. I went for Clark because I thought Lascelles, even though he's captain, I thought he might lose his place to Lejeune soon. Yeah, I still think you might be right there. It's an odd one because I I still think Clark's probably been our best defender which seems harsh on LaSalle but um, I was going to say that um, LaSalle scored four goals and they've all come from headers from corners like in his in the Premier League right uh-huh. yeah yeah we'd, another little snap yeah we'd, we'd I'm not used to us being a team who scores from set pieces well how not long was it we all. went without scoring from a corner that time oh felt god like it was like years. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it was something stupid like a season and a half. And he missed another fairly easy chance from a corner. Like he could have had two. In the first half, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of the sort of praise for how well we're doing this season has to go down to Matt Ritchie. Yes, that was the player I was going to move on to next. Matt Ritchie, who's got himself uh, four assists, I think, this season. Mm. Um, is the second uh, highest assist Provider in uh, the oh. Premier League this season oh. to Mikatarian. If wow. We've the only... tweet that I vaguely remember from yesterday <laughs> is correct, <laughs> we've only scored six goals, and he's been in, involved in um, four well, of them. Well, I've just said four, yeah. So let's just go with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, made both the goals on um, on Saturday. The the first of which he made for Atsu who I just took out of my fantasy team. Nice one for <laughs> uh, But that was a lovely cross. And also his the corner that he took for uh, Lascelles. Have you seen the video of that corner? <laughs> Where he like follows through and jumps and does a little header. Yeah. 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 In the way that all... That's the thing that like... Do crowds... Do, do you do that? Do people do it in crowds? Or is it just like professional footballers and ex-professional football? Because managers always do that. Yeah. They mime a header. Yeah, I've, I, I don't think I I've do. ever seen a fan. Do you do, do that it. as well, Dave? Well, if if it's a, a free kick or a corner, and it, it looks like the lad's going to get, you know, he's got the run on it. It looks like he's going to connect. Yeah, I'll, I'll involuntarily jerk my head forward to, uh, I don't know, help him. <laughs> like there's no fucking point in it. But yeah, I certainly. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Maybe I do. It, I just don't know. Maybe I'm it's just like, like Matt Ritchie. Like, <laughs> It's when you see someone like bursting down the wing, you, and uh, you know it looks like they're going to break through. You you get up out of your your chair and you you shout, "Come on!" And that like 
burst forward motion is. I'm sure it's mimicking what you're seeing in front of you. But wouldn't, you, then, you, wouldn't you run on the spot if you were doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I always, when I'm um, when I see a, a a player dribbling towards a defender. I always find myself miming a Maradona turn. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, if a player's in the box running through as well, I'll quite often dive and look up to my <laughs> wife <laughs> appealing for a penalty. Uh, so, fucking weirdos. Great game for Matt Ritchie. Yeah. He's got a, yeah. a lovely delivery. Um, a goal for Atsu. And uh, a pretty good performance. From I think him. for that goal as well. I, I don't know why either of you get this as well, but I always like to see a goal for a winger assisted by the opposite winger. There's yeah. Something really yeah. nice about it. Something completist. About yeah. yeah. Atu should have had a penalty, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think so. I'm trying to remember that one. Oh yeah, I don't think so. In real time, I thought yes, but like the replays clearly show Zuma got the ball before tackling Atsu but I I don't think the referee knew that I, I was going to say I think he gets I think he connects with Atsu with his with his leg moments before connecting with the ball with his foot so I think he, he takes the man first um, but in real time yeah it's I don't think we I, and plus it's Newcastle we're not going to get a a red card penalty decision in the Premier League. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's no point dwelling on it, but yeah, I guess it wasn't. It wasn't Stonewall. Okay. No. No. But um, yeah, perhaps that's who could have had a penalty. Um, so there's some players who had good games. Hayden had a good game. I thought. Marino looked class again. Marino really did look class. Hossolu... Perhaps controversially. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was just perhaps controversially. I was going to say Perez had a good game, yeah. though not as much as like a creative outlet. But he he was he worked so hard. Um, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm fairly certainly he he had a, a higher number of tackles than yeah he had the most tackles. I think it was nine um, or something, wasn't it? Yeah, seven. Yeah, so he had <laughs> seven successful tackles. <laughs> That's close to nine. It is. It's only two off. Um, yes, seven tackles, which is more than anybody else on the pitch, like comfortably more than anybody else on the pitch. It's not um, something you associate with his game either. Like, no. You think of Perez, you think of him getting easily knocked off the ball. But he was, I mean, our entire front line is very good at winning the ball back now. And then yeah. the advantage of that is then we're running at defences when they're trying to scramble back into position. We're not trying to break exactly, down yeah. like a well-drilled bank of two fours well this relates to a tweet that we got um from james nelson who said does the pod think perez is working at number 10 i really like his work rate etc as just mentioned by dave but would it be worth putting shelvy in he says perez seems very popular with commentators do we think mm. shelvy could play at number 10 i don't think he can play in like we'd have to change the system because at the minute the number ten is um, acting as like a, 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 a an harasser and a, a busy player that um, is looking to make quick short passes rather whereas whereas Shelby is much better 
playing, you know, close at the halfway line or even in our own half, launching longer balls with his with his vision and his ability, it'd be a total waste, in my opinion, to play yeah. him. Could off he not the be a sort of um Sigerson or like latter day Rooney in the sense of you still see Rooney playing the number although he's not doing it right now, but playing the number ten role but also knocking those long passes. I can't. It would depend on who plays ahead of him. I think the thing, yeah. Perez seems to be working so well at the minute because of Hosselu and to an extent Marino as well. But with Hosselu, he's got someone who's going to win the ball and start moves. So he, his movement is an asset there. Perez well, is. If like Perez is time, making all those tackles as well. Maybe he's working as sort of like the first line of defence. Yeah. But a lot of the time as well, you'll see Perez being furthest up the pitch. If Hostley's coming deep to win it, Perez runs on. Right, yeah. So he's sort like at times he's playing as almost a central midfielder, at times he's playing as a number nine. Which brings me on to Hosselu, who uh, did, in one sense, have a bad game because uh, he missed a few chances, a couple of which were very, very good chances. Yeah. And it was yeah. against his old side, so that would have particularly disappointed him. And it does make me think, yeah, he's. He's not a 25-goal-a-season striker, is he? Not many £5 million signings are. Well, <laughs> you say that, but Trevor Francis was only a million. <laughs> <laughs> and how much did we get Andy Cole for? It's like Not more than a million. Seven. Not... Well, we sold Andy Cole for seven. Oh, did you say sign? Sorry, yeah. I didn't get that. Yeah. And he got Sorry. 30 goals. Yeah. So Hosloo should be yeah. getting five times that. He should be getting 150 goals. <laughs> just anything just else, anything less than that is an affront. But even <sighs> if he's not taking his chances, and hopefully he will uh, take more, um, and he does already have a goal for us, he does offer a lot to the side. Yeah, yeah. I think we. I mean, we said it a couple of times already that he adds um, the busy like. Sm- I don't know, like 60% of the busyness that Gale gives you, but he also gives you 60% of the the aerial threat and the, the hold-up play that Mitrovic gives you. And he isn't made of glass like Gale is, and he isn't made of psychopathy as uh, Mitrovic is. So, psycho- what do we think psycho- he, psychopathy. What do we think he is made of? Tapas. He's made of... <laughs> Chirito. B-minuses across the board. At every yeah. sort of skill, but that yeah, uh, he makes you notice it with the performances of Atsu recently and Perez and Richie. He makes all yeah. of them better players. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that they're all getting more chances with him in compared to Gale or Mitrovic. Yeah, the worry for just, me is he seems so much. Sorry, Dave. I was just going to say he takes so much pressure off the back line because if we are going through a period where we're under pressure, we can push it forward, like go more direct to him and be comfortable in the fact, in the, in the, in the knowledge that he will hold on to the ball better than Gale would. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you said it, uh, was it against Swansea where Gale came on for a while? Um, the last like 20 minutes or some, and, um, the ball just kept coming back. Um, yeah. and we, 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 you know, we became under more pressure because of that. I think, Hoslu, he's not going to get us loads of goals. He's probably going to get like, I don't know, six or seven. But 
the rest of the team will be better with him in the side. I hope he gets more than six or seven, but we'll yeah, see. You'd hope he'd break ten. But yeah, I think when Gale's on the pitch, suddenly Perez is a much worse player. Our passing all looks worse because it's every forward ball's coming back. Yeah. So um, so this is going to be quite a short pod because we're doing a special preview uh, natter, uh, previewing the uh, Brighton game. But before I finish, I'm just going to rattle through uh, some tweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got one from uh, Leon Steed, at Toonami3, which means he's... He's two Nami three, so there's two Nami. Yeah. There's a two Nami two, and he's he's, it's time it's personal. he's third in line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's two Nami three, third in line to the throne. Two Nami three, a different tune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he says, "Well, this is directed at you, Dave. You you predicted a loss for us on Saturday against Stoke. Shame on you." Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag delusional Dave. Let's see if we can get that trending, guys. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I did. Um, I think I, I put money on it as well. So, um, no, sorry, I did. Um, you put money on us than, losing? No, I put money on there being less than uh, 1.5 goals. So, right. idiot. I, I just thought I thought it would be really close. Um, mm. And uh, to be fair, it was a close game. It was. But the scoreline doesn't reflect our dominance. No, we we definitely deserve to win. But uh, I think as well, Stoke yeah. have got some very good players and we made them look quite ordinary, which I don't think many teams will do. Yeah. No, we look good. It's weird. My weekend's not been ruined. It just <laughs> doesn't quite feel a weird right. Feeling, yeah. You had to start an argument with your wife. Just <laughs> <laughs> had to push her down the stairs just for something to talk about. So... Um, <laughs> You've been doing that three or four times a week. Yeah, it's a, it's a problem. Um, Bill Mann says on Twitter, he says, old na- narrative, Newcastle side, only championship quality, new narrative, we're witnessing Rafa's finest coaching job ever. Um, uh, possibly right. Um, and Geordie Ash says, what do you think is likely to be Christian Atsu's favourite boiled sweet? I reckon he might be a cola cube man. I don't. Is that? There was a second when I read that just before we came in, where I was, I thought, is this an under the radar racist tweet? I don't. <laughs> I don't think it is. Is it? It's, no. I think it's it's just a bit of surreal humour, isn't yeah. it? It's just let's have some fun on what. Would, yeah. Yeah. Pear drops. I'd say lemon sorbet. Oh. Well, I suppose we. I tell you what, we're going to do is we're we're going to end this pod now. But do make sure you download the special preview, uh, Nata, for the Brighton game, in which we will have uh, an answer to that question, which has a logic behind it. You and there's a lot of pressure there, but you know. Yeah. Okay. I'll. Um, yeah, I've got I've got one in my in my mind already. Okay. So, but in the meantime, thank you very much, Dave Watson. Thank you very much, Fergus Craig. Thank you, Paul Doolan. Thank you. My name is Fergus Craig. Thank you to you, the Newcastle Natter listener. Don't forget to tune in to the preview pod. Thank you. Goodbye. This is a Playback Media production. To get all the links for this podcast, go to newcastlepodcast.com.
the Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.